this time every week, we have Lisa Lanier, our official attorney on this program. Segment is called Lawyer Up. Inside at least three legal cases, probably more. She solves them all. She recently solved one, and now the Supreme Court has agreed with her an update from a Lisa Lanier story six months ago. Jack Daniels had sued a dog company that made chew toys for dogs. They fought over a pooped-themed dog toy resembling the famous whiskey bottle. It looked almost exactly like it, if you'll recall. It was a chew toy. And uh, it referenced the old number seven label on Jack Daniels bottles that said old number two on your Tennessee carpet. It made little funny remarks like that on the chew toy. In a nine-nothing decision, the Supreme Court yesterday all came together to agree the dog toy company could not make the product. Jack Daniels wins. Jack Daniels wins. What was the other one called? Like Bark Daniels or something? It's something like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so they said Bad Spaniels instead of Jack Daniels. Bad Spaniels instead of Jack Daniels. Lisa Lanier told us that would happen. The Supreme Court has agreed with her. Nine nil. With that victory, we welcome her onto this program. Lisa, hello. How are you? You know, I whispered in their ears, all nine of them. I you know, oh, good. Yeah. Which, which one had the best smell? <laughs> Alito? <laughs> Alito is my pick for that. Kagan. Oh, Kagan. <laughs> That's spice. a nice smell. Oh, too. Alito's old spice all the way. Oh, yeah, he's an old spice man. I can imagine. Yeah. Interesting case here in Colorado that Lisa can comment on. There's a woman named Amy Lovato. She opened something called the Schoolhouse. There was a uh, child care shortage in neighborhoods in Colorado. So she opened something called the Schoolhouse where she takes care of preschool children, uh, ages like three to five. Recently, she had to leave the room to take laundry to be put into a washing machine because there was a urine-soaked blanket So she takes the laundry out. Her assistant, there's usually two people in the room, her assistant was using the bathroom. So she left the kids unattended for a tiny amount of time. During this time, a five-year-old boy attempted to pull down the pants of a three-year-old, pants and diaper of a three-year-old. And when everybody got back in the room, that was going on. Word got out. I don't even know how word got out, honestly. But they said this is child abuse and you left in these kids in a position to do harm to each other so they closed down the schoolhouse even though parents loved it and wanted it back open saying this was just a a small incident how bad was this lisa and what did the courts say about this so the jury acquitted this woman uh pretty quickly they had two days of trial testimony and then in about less than two hours the jury came back with a not guilty on these misdemeanor charges but it's kind of interesting like they're they weren't necessarily following best practices but i agree it didn't rise to the level of a criminal charge but you know best practices there were two two teachers that covered this room one was using the bathroom best practices would be hey wait wait five or ten minutes till the other teacher comes back then go launder the Mm -hmm. dirty blanket Mm -hmm. you know best practices would also say from what i understand that a, a classroom with mixed five-year-olds and three-year-olds is not best practices. Um, three- and four-year-olds, yes. Five-year-olds are developmentally just different. Mm-hmm. And and this kid, apparently, the five-year-old, he pulled down the little girl's pants and her diaper, and he tried to touch her butt. Mm-hmm. And then he did the same thing again a few days later uh, to another little girl. So, I mean, this kid, you know, we need to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that rises to the level of a criminal uh, charge, in my opinion. I think, like like the folks said, like the jury said, it got out of hand. You know, it would have been better 
they're, you know, these folks are licensed. If the parents were that outraged, they could have made a complaint to the, you know, the licensing people and they could have gotten a slap on the wrist for these not following best practices. But to charge them with a crime was extreme. And I think that the parents have rallied. The town has rallied. They actually have um, approved a, a bond or something to give these people a loan mm. to get them back, get them open again. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, uh, it's definitely kind of, it's kind of gone the other way for them. Yeah, the town is on their side. Is it called bad yeah. judgment? They should have to call it bad judgment <laughs> child care. <laughs> That's right. Because that should be their punishment. They, you know, you'd think that they would never, ever, under any circumstance, leave the kids unattended. At age two, three, four, five, you know. Yeah. That's, you can't It's just one that. of those things you have to take on faith, though, as a parent, right? Of course. Yes. But, you know, and when the teacher, one, that's why you have two teachers. One uses the bathroom. Other has to be Gotta in the room. Be in there. Oh, Lisa's right there. There's a big difference between three and five-year-olds. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I mean, five-year-olds. We yeah. got a grasp of things, but yeah. I mean, and then this kid, he needs a talking to, pulling down people's pants, butt touching, and touching yeah. butts. That's the biggest, probably a five year old. That's five year old. That, that thing comes out of it. It says here he's an ass man. Yeah, he <laughs> got a butt. He likes naps. We got a butt touch. Who's our parents? You got to talk to their parents. You talk to the parents on this. We got to do this at home. We got a five year old butt touch. They pants you at home? Can't do that. So everybody's rallied around. All the parents. I was a little bit surprised. All the parents said, "Oh, we love these folks." You know, keep us- open their face, and yeah. they need it because when it closed, all they they were out without childcare. Of course, you know they had they, they had depend that. on it exactly. Uh, next story, also to me, really interesting. There is a woman named Josefa Ippolito Shepherd. <laughs> okay. okay, that took a turn. Okay, and Josefa lives in Washington D.C. Her neighbor is Thomas Cackett, and he smokes marijuana in his home legally. He's allowed whatever the law is there; he can do it. So he smokes roasting marijuana all the time. Do you know his device of choice? I don't. Papers, pipe, bong. I don't know. Uh, uh, don't uh, act like you don't know. Well, if yeah, I were, story didn't say. Story didn't say. Story didn't say. I mean, if I were him, I'd recommend a bong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a smoother pull. <laughs> And it doubles as art in a pinch. I mean, really. That's right. <laughs> or, a va- or a vase. Well, <laughs> Josefa Ibolito Shepard was tired of it. She's like, this is driving me crazy. I can't stand the marijuana smell. In fact, she was seeking damages in a court to get him to stop doing it and to be far enough away where she wouldn't have to smell it. But his response was, this is legal and I'm in my house. I'm in my home. Why can't I do this? That They share a wall. Lisa, the courts have ruled on this. Were you surprised at the ruling in her favor? Yeah, it's a little bit unusual. Yeah, she sued him under nuisance law, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently, it's it's a real thing because now the majority of states have legalized marijuana in some form, whether recreational or medicinal. And so, it's apparently like non marijuana smokers are really bothered by the very distinctive aroma that is everywhere now. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, yep, yep. Yeah, I, you know, I noticed that I, I was in New York uh, with uh, one of my kids on a college tour, and um, it, we smell it everywhere. Everywhere. I, it is everywhere. It's like you can't get away from it. I have yeah. to tell you, we're in a non-legal state. I was playing pickleball last night, and I could smell roasting marijuana. It's powerful stuff they've got out there now. I've been behind cars with their windows down and yes, smell it yes. three cars back, and I smell it. Through your like air conditioning vents? Yes. Or if I have my windows down, but I mean, they're a distance mm-hmm. away from me. Lisa, comment. It's kind of crazy. It, it is. It is. It is. But incidentally, I played very well. <laughs> well, you're relaxed. They don't drug test in that sport. I was very relaxed. I was very relaxed. But so she's now suing this guy, and she she wins. And she won. And yeah. she won. She won partially. So she was she was going for damages, 
for the loss of enjoyment of her property, like money damages. The judge said, no, I'm not going to award you any money. But she did. But the judge did give her that he cannot smoke marijuana within 25 feet of her address. And so he's got to basically go away, you know, from the apartment building. Yeah. And so, you know, so it's a victory and it's an unusual victory because typically with nuisance, there are people who have tried nuisance lawsuits because of like pungent cooking, yeah. like, you know, strange, you know, cooking yeah. that's mm-hmm. going on next door, pungent. And typically you don't see people win in those kind of private neighbor to neighbor smell kind of situations. But here they say this is actually a trend that's expected um, because it's just it's so you know, prevalent that this smell is everywhere. So we're expecting that this may happen more and more often. But I have to say I disagree with the ruling. You should just go to an edible. And I can't say why. I, 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 have, to, <laughs> I have to say. Say nothing else. I disagree with his ruling because of what you said. I mean, you're in your house. What if he wants to smoke right. a cigarette? You know, and I mean, that has as pungent an odor. But as those, those have been, I thought those have been, uh, adjudicated too even in an apartment in yeah. your own apartment because Some you're apartment. sharing the space is that yeah. my, my whole building's non-smoking non-smoking well i oh. yeah typically he's typically he would be allowed like those cases have always gone the way of the smoke oh. they do i would think yeah. i mean unless it's a non-smoking building and you know that moving in right. that's one thing exactly. but i, if, I right. thought at least yeah. maybe i forgive me i thought people like on, on a lower balcony couldn't smoke if you were upstairs you know on your that's balcony yeah, that's usually not under nuisance law, but under the regs of like your condo. Or right, but okay. if, yeah, but but if they have no, if you have smoking policy, you can smoke. I mean, it's my house. I'm it's my dwelling. Right. You know why can't or cooking like right. you're, like you're saying? I can't make a Mexican meal that smells. Well, I mean, right. you are sharing more space than normal. Well, you are, but what if I? You know, but if you're wearing uh, cologne or you like to burn incense, all of these things they mm-hmm. do have a smell. I know what you're saying. But I just was like on the – and I can't believe they're making – this guy said – he had a response. He's like, look, I'm not Snoop Dogg. I'll take 8 to 12 puffs a night because he has – he says – Night blindness. For medicinal reasons. <laughs> Bad it. And so now he's got to leave – what a nuisance. He's got to leave his apartment and go 25 feet or more away from just her. Just glare at her. And just oh. – <laughs> <laughs> I, I, me if this is. Uh, yeah. I hope I'm not using the term incorrectly. That's going to harsh his mellow. Uh, yes, that'll harsh your mellow like crazy. That's why you bought the couch. And I'll say something: if more and more states are going to legalize it, then this is going to happen more and more. It's like that's fact. I mean, come on. You know, I think you're just opening yourself up for this. Yeah. I was really surprised at the ruling. You just may see more and more buildings going smoke free. I guess, like hotels. I guess, totally smoke free. But what you're saying is true too. I mean, you walk down the street in New York City and you're overpowered by it. Yeah, well, that's it's outside in public. That's the that's the right of way, you know. That's the public, I guess. But there are some beaches that are non-smoking, aren't aren't there? Am I right on this? That there's a beach that's non-smoking. Coliseums are non-smoking. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Outdoor baseball stadiums, I think, yeah, are non-smoking. Yeah, mm-hmm. NFL stadiums, you can't. You smoke can't at. smoke in there, inside and, or outside. And it's just it's a weird. You're thing. adamant about this, Kelly. I'm fired up. You're terribly animated. Yeah, you're very Karen. Right, <laughs> you had some bad edible experiences. That's why. <laughs> An and, edible just doesn't give you the same feel. In fact, you're it like get you there. No, it does not. That's right. With your proclamation of your Mexican meal cooking, yeah, I, I pictured like you being on the body cam of a cop. He's like, "I'm cooking a Mexican meal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooking a Mexican meal." It's like, "All right, calm down, ma'am. I'm a he." <laughs> it's not the same as Indian food. <laughs> it is. I'd rather smell it than smell Indian food. I told you how well I play. Well, Indian food maybe is not a good example. I'm but. telling you, it's unbelievable. And I do. I'm smelling it more and more. And I wasn't even. Sometimes we go to a sketchy neighborhood to play pickleball, mm-hmm. and I smell it every time there. Every time. 
Last night we were in a better neighborhood, and I was like, "Man, somebody's fired up over here." That's you good know, stuff. I couldn't. Somebody's believe. grilling. Wink, wink. Right, and mm-hmm. we're not even in. We're not in a legal state. You know, that's crazy. Okay, at pickleball. At pickleball, can you believe it? I know. Uh, we referenced this story earlier this week. This has to do with home ownership in a condominium as well. There's a woman named Dory Cowsley. She's uh, unfortunately lost her husband suddenly. 59-year-old Richard Cowsley died of a sudden heart attack. They live in South Florida. Here's what happened. Uh, the woman had lost her husband out of nowhere. Three days later, they're having the funeral. The day the funeral is going to occur... The president of the homeowners association tows the man's cars from the parking spot. He's dead. The woman, the wife says, that is the most heartless thing anyone has ever done. And everybody else says the same thing. Now, here's the HOA president's excuse. She says, I've been telling him for a month to get move these cars. He's in guest spaces. I told him I'm going to tow it. I'm going to tow it. I'm going to tow it. Finally, the day came. I had to do it. They interviewed her on the news. And she says... He should have towed it way before. She didn't call anybody about anything. But you knew he died. I heard the rumors around the property. If I listened to the rumors around here, I'd get nothing done ever. I can't talk to you any further than I've already talked to you, except to tell you the frickin' rules. She knew what. All she had to do was make a phone call. All right. She didn't make a phone call, and they knew the freaking rules. She's delightful. <laughs> and that heartless woman had those cars towed. Nothing the woman can do about it, I'm assuming, Lisa. No, nothing she can do about it. And that evil witch just you know, <laughs> needs, needs to have some karma come slapping her upside the head because she's terrible. Yep. And she's very selective about her enforcement of this. So apparently... So this lady, uh, the widow, your husband just dropped dead, 59 years old. They're, they've just retired recently and moved to Florida. And uh, he had these two cars that I guess were not their primary. They're, I think you're allowed one car mm-hmm. uh, in this place. And then he had these two, he collected these Dodge Chargers or something, and he had two of them. And uh, so he, he would have them in these guest spaces, but there were other people parking in the guest spaces. And so she she calls like, you know, nine on your side or whatever, you know, and the reporter comes and videos all these cars that have been in the spaces so long that their tires are flat and there's cobwebs and yep. dust. And they've obviously been there for longer than, than his cars. So it was really just, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know why she picked this guy. That and, and he clearly, he just died. She knew it. It's just terrible. But no, there's nothing. She, she heard the rumor. Well, <laughs> according to the freaking lady, apparently the widow did not put it in writing or whatever. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Didn't but, officially notify the office. But all the other people were saying she had more to deal with. Her husband mm-hmm. just died. You know, what? How, yeah, this right. last, I think the woman should have said, I'm going to give you like another week. But I know it's a bad time. I'll give you one more week. At the very least, she could have done that. Just, But again, the HOA always wins. Yeah. The HOA Maybe. always wins. But the happy the happy ending is that the tow company heard about all of this because of the news report, and they agreed to waive all of the tow charges, the storage charges, and they're even helping the widow to sell these two vehicles. Well, now that's nice. That's a good update. Okay, that is a good. Because remember when we? I think when we left at Kelly, mm-hmm. the 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 widow was accruing fees. Correct, like a daily fee. Right. That's, right. that's right. Okay, well that's really good. I wonder what the HOA president has to say about that. You know the freaking rules. <laughs> Look at it whining and getting some free. <laughs> oh, my husband's dead. Boo hoo. Exactly. I wonder if there's any any of those HOAs have any smoking rules. 
in the complexes or in the little oh, they garden homes where you can't, uh, they might. You can't shock me. blaze up. Uh, huh? I'm against it. I, I know you are. I know where I can you stand. You, you know exactly where I stand. I know where you stand. I'll, I'll die on that hill. 25 feet away from the building. <laughs> that's, right. that's where I stand. You're right. Let's go to political corner here for a moment. In 2016, you may have remembered that election. It was won by someone named Donald John Trump. He's got a little legal trouble today, I believe. Uh, Has he called you, Lisa? <laughs> he knows the freaking rules. He's running out of lawyers. <laughs> yeah, he should give you a call. This is not about his indictment today, but in 2018, a guy named Steve Elster applied to register a phrase that Marco Rubio made famous. Uh, it was about Trump's hands being too small. So this guy, Steve Elster, remember when uh, Rubio said, oh, he's got small hands. Yeah. And then Trump says in a debate, uh, there's no problem here. You know, he said, my hands and other parts of me are just fine. And so it became that on the debate stage. Well, a guy wanted to make a T-shirt out of that saying Trump too small. And he has been blocked from doing that all this time. They think it may make it all the way into the Supreme Court. It's going to go to the Supreme Court over whether or not. Yeah, so, so what do you think is going to happen here? Is this guy going to be able to put Trump too small on a T-shirt? So here's the interesting thing that this makes for, you know, you've got Marco Rubio making this remark. Mm-hmm. Then you've got this, uh, this liberal guy that's wanting to do this T-shirt as a slam on Trump. But then you've got the Biden administration who they ha- they're having to come to Trump's defense here about the trademark because they represent the trademark office. So the, what happened was the trademark office initially refused this trademark because they've had a longstanding written policy not to trademark the name of any living individual without that person's written consent. Okay. Big no-no. Yeah. And then, but then this guy appealed and he, he sued it and he, he appealed. And the uh, federal court said, no, 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 in this situation, you are, this is his, his uh, political speech, and you're interfering with his free speech, uh, his political speech, which is the most highly protected under our Constitution. So now Biden is having to, you know, through the federal government, appeal sort of on the Trump name behalf. So it's kind of really strange bedfellows. And, and typically, um, I mean, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see how it comes down, because t- typically that's an absolute no-brainer. You cannot use somebody's name like that. But the rules with regard to an analysis with regard to political speech, it's very strict that there has to be a really compelling hmm. government interest in this. So it'll be interesting to see how they come down on it. And it is going to be decided by the Supreme Court. I think it could actually go either way. Do you think because the Supreme Court is conservative-leaning now, they will side to keep Trump's name off this T-shirt? You know, I, I think that we've started to see some decisions that have come down that uh, were not necessarily along those kind of political lines. So hopefully they will apply, mm-hmm. you know, the law and their judgment and, and put politics aside. So it'll be interesting to see because typically trademark office would be absolutely right. But this is political speech. It's clearly a political slam. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a chance of changing that. Okay. So, so, so Lisa, if I'm sure you've seen them, and we've all seen them, the blank Biden or blank Trump shirts, is that considered political speech? So it's exempt from the trademark it's political law? political speech. And so, well, but these people aren't trying to trademark it. That's what's weird about this guy. You know, this guy could put this on a T-shirt all day long. Yeah. And it's political speech, and Trump wouldn't be able to do anything about it. But it's the fact that he's trademarking. Okay, Trump okay. Things. Okay, That's okay. 
Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, it's interesting to see how that comes out. That's yeah. all the way to the Supreme Court now. And you're right. I just saw there was some voting law in, uh, like, they did a little uh, gerrymandering in Alabama, and two conservatives joined the liberals this yeah, week. Yeah, the Supreme Court seems to be really kind of getting back to the middle where they're where they're supposed to be. Right, basing um, it on the law and not their politics. They're getting a bad rap the past several months. Yeah, they months, have. Yeah, and, they have. Uh, I think right. they're, John Roberts is really trying to straighten them out. Lisa would know better than I do. Yeah. But, well, uh, Roberts and, uh, and who's the guy that uh, was so Kevin Kavanaugh yes. joined the liberals on this, mm-hmm. which was a surprise. It was a huge surprise that they did that. Fantastic, Lisa Lanier. Always great to hear from you. We got into it today now. I, well, You did. <laughs> For sure. You need to mellow out? You okay? I'm all right. Need a break? Let me take a 25-foot break here. <laughs> tri- I want to take a trip to Oregon? Let me go down yeah. 25 feet from the building. Well, we got onto a topic you're passionate about. Well, you sure did. <laughs> you sure did. Hey. Can't believe you have make. a dope pad. You have a dope pad, man. What's like? Yeah. <laughs> making, that guy, making that guy go across the street to a man. Lisa Lanier, if you need her, you can go to LanierLawGroup.com. You can go to HireHeavyweight.com. She's the best in the business, period, and she'll give you legal advice. Lisa, always good to talk to you. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. There she goes. Lisa Lanier. We've